Hello and welcome to the 1 Peter 5 podcast, episode 18. Today we're going to talk about the Society of St. Pius X. I know, I know, but we've got to. Stay tuned. You're listening to the 1 Peter 5 podcast. It is a real joy for us to welcome you all here. Habemus Papam. Rebuilding Catholic culture, restoring Catholic tradition. Hello and welcome to the podcast. It's going to be a short episode today. There's a topic that I want to address very specifically, and then I think we may leave it at that. That topic is how the Catholic Church has completely lost its ability to prioritize. You see, in the midst of a global crisis of faith, where belief in the real presence is a minority viewpoint for Catholics, but contraception use is not, we find ourselves spending our time talking about the environment and the material needs of the poor. We have bishops right now facilitating gay marriage, bishops proposing that people living in adulterous relationships should be admitted to Holy Communion, bishops who want to legitimize cohabitation and in vitro fertilization, bishops who have mostly been silent about the horrors revealed in Planned Parenthood videos, but when they do speak out, the few that do, most have made moral equivocations between dismembering children alive and selling their body parts to the highest bidder and things like, oh, racism, immigration, and joblessness, of all things. We have heretics, not metaphorically, but actual, open, obvious heretics who flaunt their opposition to church teaching. And these are given favored status by the Pope, who's inviting them to have a seat at the table and to help determine the church's future course of action as regards her moral teaching. And yet, the only enemy that everyone can seem to agree on is that thriving island of traditionalism known as the Society of St. Pius X. You may have heard of them. They're the guys who celebrate the traditional Latin Mass, hold traditional Catholic doctrinal positions, and, well, last year they ordained more priests than any diocese in the United States. They believe Pope Francis is the Pope. They pray for him. They desire in every way to be fully and completely Catholic, but they have some objections to the way things are being done. Sounds dangerous, doesn't it? We should really beat those guys to a pulp. Clearly, they're the problem. What the hell is wrong with us? Bishop Athanasius Schneider, who I really do believe is God's gift to a church that has all but completely lost its mind, was made an official observer of the SSPX by the Holy See. Now, I'm not sure how he got that job because he actually believes in what the church teaches and isn't afraid to say so. But again, God works in mysterious ways, so I'll take it. Well, after his most recent visit to the SSPX seminary this past February, he came away with a positive impression. In fact, asked about it in an interview last, uh, actually this month, he said that he saw no weighty reasons that the SSPX shouldn't be reconciled as they are. But lest you believe that I am paraphrasing the good bishop, here's what he said precisely. Quote, To my knowledge, there are no weighty reasons in order to deny the clergy and faithful of the SSPX the official canonical recognition 
Meanwhile, they should be accepted as they are. When the SSPX believes, worships, and conducts a moral life as it was demanded and recognized by the Supreme Magisterium and was observed universally in the Church during a centuries-long period, and when the SSPX recognizes the legitimacy of the Pope and and the diocesan bishops and prays for them publicly and recognizes also the validity of the sacraments according to the Editio Typica of the New Liturgical Books, this should suffice for a canonical recognition of the SSPX on behalf of the Holy See. End quote. You see, he's not putting the impetus on the SSPX. He says they're already doing the right things. He says it's Rome that needs to fix this. There's no significant reason they shouldn't have this status. In fact, he says that if Rome doesn't do this, the Church of our days will manifestly lose its credibility, and the history will one day reproach the ecclesiastical authorities of our days that have laid on the brothers greater burden than required, which is contrary to the pastoral method of the apostles. Now, that wasn't me saying that. He said that. He said that the church of our days will lose its credibility and that this approach to the SSPX is contrary to the pastoral method of the apostles. I think we can all agree the society is far from perfect, like any order, like any group within the church, And they've made plenty of mistakes in their internal governance and even their approach to the church. But if there is no longer any significant obstacle to their reunion with the church, why are they not already reconciled? Well, I'll tell you why. And it's really simple, but you're not going to like it. It's because their existence is an indictment of the entire post-conciliar experiment. If the SSPX are fully Catholic, if everything they believe is what the Church has always believed, if the disobedient consecration of the bishops in 1988 has really been taken off the table by Pope Benedict's lifting of the SSPX excommunications, what's left to keep them out? I'll tell you what's left. Nothing. Zero. Zip. Nada. There's nothing keeping them at bay except that Rome wants to make them bow and scrape to the new ecclesial paradigm. Rome wants them to embrace the Novus Ordo, which even a cursory study will tell you was created by men with no love of the Catholic faith, and which has coincided with the single largest decrease in the Catholic faith in 2,000 years. Rome wants them to embrace the new ecumenism, which, if many in positions of power within the Vatican are to be believed, no longer entails evangelization, with the intent to convert people to Catholicism, which, as we all know, was the Great Commission given to the Apostles by Christ. Rome wants them to embrace a concept of religious liberty that treats the true faith as simply one option among equals, not giving preference to civic obeisance to Christ the King or to the Church, which Pope Pius XI said in his encyclical Quas Primus is the reason that, quote, human society is tottering to its fall, because it has no longer a secure and solid foundation. End quote. If the SSPX is Catholic, full stop, and we have no reason to believe that they are not, if they believe the truths of the faith in exactly the same way our grandparents and our great-grandparents did, if they can be reconciled without being made to retract doctrinal positions that are in some way heretical, because they're not, 
If their objections to the new liturgy or their reservations about changes in pastoral practice do not present things that, I don't know, need to be done away with, then it means something absolutely unthinkable about the Catholic Church of the late 20th and early 21st century. It means that the Church exists right now, at this moment, in a state of almost complete divergence from its own patrimony. Divergence so severe that the new Catholicism that came after the Council and the old Catholicism that came before it appear to be different religions entirely. Otherwise, what's to reconcile? Everyone should be on the same page. I want to encourage all of you to let that sink in. It's a really big deal. It's the crux of the matter. If I had to guess, I'd say that not a few power players in the Vatican back in the day really just believed that the society would die off, since they were already convinced that the stodgy old way of doing things was on its way out. But they didn't. The society grew instead. Now, I know that even traditionally-minded Catholics have had bad experiences with the society. I have. Their isolation, the bunker mentality that followed from it, the rantings of Bishop Williamson, the sense of smug superiority that creeps into the minds and hearts of those who believe they're the only true guardians of the faith, that's all going to happen. It's all predictable. I've seen it in other religious orders. The rift that has opened between the church and the society, it did damage to both sides. It's like ripping an arm off a body but still leaving it connected by a few threads. Both are part of the same body. Both are still attached to each other. Both are in a state of danger. Neither is whole. The buck, however, stops with Rome. They brought about the changes that led to a mass exodus of Catholics, laity, and religious alike in the 1960s and 70s. That the SSPX objects to those changes seems hardly worse than the objections of any of us who have observed the devastating effects that they've had. Rome has also chosen to keep the society in their inexplicable status of canonical irregularity without any clear explanation as to why. They've issued confusing instructions to the faithful on involvement in society chapels. They've placed deliberate obstacles to reconciliation in the path, even when the society indicated a willingness to make things work. Bishop Schneider has said it's time for that to stop that the church risks losing her credibility if she continues this way. He also says that, quote, one has to have enough intellectual honesty and objectivity to admit that the SSPX makes some theological criticism of some not strictly dogmatic affirmations in the texts of Vatican II and of some post-conciliar documents which have to be taken seriously. Unfortunately, their criticism lacks, sometimes, the due respectful form Nevertheless, some theological objections of the SSPX can be a constructive contribution for a more mature theological expl explication of certain themes, as, for example, the collegiality, religious liberty, and liturgical reform. End quote. That last quote that I just read to you came from a, quote, clarification issued by a Catholic apostolate that has invested a great deal of time and effort in vilifying the society. They rushed to get that clarification and put it out, but it in no way contradicts what Bishop Schneider said in his original interview. 
Seeing it that way, I can't help but view this as an attempt to co-opt him, and a not very effective one at that. This isn't helping anybody. The enemies are inside our gates. That's not a metaphor. They hold positions of power in the church, and even now are seeking to destroy the Holy Catholic faith from within. We need allies. And the SSPX, for all their obstinacy, for their many faults, have at the very least been fighting to preserve the things Catholics have always believed in. Maybe it's time we did the same. You have been listening to the 1 Peter 5 podcast. This has been a production of 1 Peter 5 Incorporated. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. Please remember to visit us online at www.1peter5.com. That's www.1peter5, all spelled out, all one word, dot com. You can join our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash 1peter5. You can also follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash 1peter5. If you feel we've provided you with something of value, please hit our donate page and make a contribution. It not only helps pay for web hosting and the fine content we provide, but keeps food on our tables, coffee in our cups, and the lights on, which really helps us see what we're doing. Until next time, I'm Steve Skojak. Thanks for listening.